0: Welcome to the Interesting Football Podcast. This week, our focus is on Premier League New Boys Brentford as we seek to uncover the most interesting club in England. I'm joined by former A-level economics student Simon Day. Mr Day, how are you? And what are your first thoughts when somebody mentions Brentford?
1: Well, my first thoughts at the minute are how obscure are your references to me going to get by the time we get to Wolverhampton Wanderers? But um, in terms of Brentford, Brentford, um, they're a bit of a ghost club to me. And by that, I mean, I've been to Brentford twice to watch them play Gillingham. I have absolutely zero recollection of either match. I I don't mean that in a way I was drunk sort of sense, but genuinely, I can't remember either of the games. I I looked them up this week because I can vaguely remember what seasons they were. And I'm still not entirely sure what games they were, but I've definitely been to Griffin Park twice.
0: Well, I definitely can remember the time I went to Brentford because a Brentford fan shot a fireworks at the Sheffield Wednesday fans on the other side of the train station on the way home. So that's not really something you forget. Well, did, did it cause any issues? Um, no. Was, was, was it a good aim? Um, no, no. I mean, it just. I mean, it was a rubbish firework to be fair, it, but it was. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, it was good enough to uh, um, to make people scatter. Um, but there we go. So happy memories. Uh, other thing uh, also about Brentford, I would say, when well, my brother used to work on Soccer AM, that was the obviously the local team. So it was always quite, good, quite a good day to go to watch Soccer AM, just be in the crowd in the morning, go to the the, the rugby club opposite from the uh, from the studio, hang out with the celebrities for an hour or two, and then go to Brentford afterwards. So, you know, I've got some pretty that's good a, memories of that that's place. That's a good Saturday morning. Well, Saturday that's, all day, or isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Had some good times there. Had some good times. To- uh, had a drinking session with David Hurst and Dean Windass once, which was a uh, uh, not quite well, I, a boy, a boyhood uh, dream of mine. But <laughs> I, I imagine, no offence, they're probably better drinkers than you. Uh, yes, yes, uh, David Hurst. Yeah, I mean, he's rumored to have drunk ten pints the night before the FA Cup final uh, replay. <sighs> um... Isn't there always a? <laughs> it wasn't that like in the eighties and nineties. Was
1: all every club had a player who did that for right. every cup. I I think there's a pinch of salt with that, to be honest. Possibly, possibly, unless it's one the Gascoigne played in. I'm
0: not entirely sure I buy it. I mean, Hurst. I mean, Hurst. uh, I don't know if you saw him after he retired. Within about three years, I mean, the guy was about 150 kilo. Like he he ballooned, and that I know. I think yeah. I think he's a big drinker.
1: Well, he he always looked like one of those players who you could tell he was having to he was having to try really hard to keep his weight down. Well, you could, you know what I mean. You could see players who were like you could quite easily get fat here, couldn't you? Right. You're, clearly, you're clearly big boned or whatever. You're clearly sort of it's hard work to keep your weight down here, but you're doing well, mate.
0: Right, as soon, and he did, as soon as you retire. He did address right his, uh, his weight down the pub. He just said, oh, think about it. You just spend your entire life just running around five hours a day, you know, uh, three or four hours a day, you know, training during the week and all this. And and then you just suddenly stop and your metabolism just drops. And he said, like, I wasn't really yeah. doing anything different, but boom, there we go. There we go. Right. Anyway, on that note, Simon mm-hmm. Day, I believe you have the first of three amazing facts about Brentford Football Club. Fact number one, Brentford
1: are the current holders of the London War Cup.
0: <laughs> the current, I like that's a very <laughs> ominous. So the so London that, War Cup, we need, we need a few more details about this.
1: This was 1941 to 1942 they won it. Um, they oddly, despite the name of the cup, they beat Portsmouth in the final um, at Wembley in front of 69,000 people.
0: Oh, adults! boys missed, uh, missed an absolute sitter there, <laughs> didn't they? Which, well, well, that's true. Um, which is still the biggest ever crowd for a
1: Brentford match. Now, yeah. clearly this is going to change possibly this season. But obviously, when they had their big season getting promoted to Premier League, they didn't play at Wembley in the playoff final. So they've never actually played in front of a bigger crowd. Um, so the London War Cup <laughs> was um, not surprisingly, not that... Not that high in quality due to the amount of players who'd been called up. Um, but as it goes, Brentford, Brentford did well because they only actually had one player killed during the war, which pretty good, pretty good stats compared to most clubs. It's crazy um, to... Th- sorry. Uh, yeah, they did have the problem because there was also there was a London War League as well, um, which they had a bit of a problem in because they didn't have a goalkeeper. So during the 30 games of the season, they had to use eight different goalkeepers <laughs> They've done well to win the Cup, to be fair. Absolutely. Um, they conceded 76 goals. So, they didn't have a goalkeeper. They conceded 76 goals. They scored 80 um, and they won the London War Cup. The, the Le- It was then disbanded after that season because there just wasn't enough players
0: to go around. Wow. I mean, so does that mean we need to get another war going on for Brentwood? Well, to, uh... I,
1: I'm, I'm thinking if... When World War Three breaks out, my first sort of thoughts will be, <laughs> "What? Who's? Which Brentford players are going to get called up, and who can sort of?"
0: But it is crazy to think about footballers getting called up to go to war. Because now, obviously, I'm pretty sure if there was a third world war, they would, they, you know, there'd be a. Uh... That, yeah, they wouldn't get called up, you know. They'd be so, you know, the fact that, like, when the coronavirus thing <laughs> kicked off, the only people who got tested were politicians and Premier League footballers at the yeah, beginning, right? The right. I, could I, could see, I could see Harry
1: Kane representing us in the war, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, got, he's got that look about him, hasn't he? I
0: suppose so, I suppose so, but yeah, uh,
1: yeah, oh well. I mean, they the most of the players, certainly at Brentford, are probably. From countries that there might be no sign, I I'll, what who knows what will happen. Um, I mean, the manager
0: Thomas Frank. Where's he from?
1: Ah, uh, well, Thomas Frank pops up in um, number two. Okay. Um, we'll we'll, learn, we'll be learning a bit about Thomas Frank in, in fact number two. Okay, um, so I'll, I'll keep that
0: up the up the sleeve for now. Because what I was about um, to say about players being tri- treated with kid gloves? i.e. not being sent to war. I can't believe I was about to use that phrase. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember there was a time. I think it was at Wolves. This is probably about fifteen years ago when they had fireworks as the players lined out. Uh, so came out, and one firework fell down and flew into the crowd and hit an old lady, who then had to go to hospital. And I just remember the BBC news, uh, you know, reporting on this and saying, "Yeah, fortunately, it didn't hit one of the players." Second. <laughs> fortunately it didn't hit a really healthy man in his mid-twenties He just yeah. got an old woman BBC is that really what you're reporting at? <laughs> <yet>? and that's <laughs> uh, you know so that, that that incident there makes me think we wouldn't send players off to war no I, I'm pretty certain we wouldn't
1: I, I, in fact I think yeah if World War 3 was about to break out and you didn't want to go I think yeah try and, try and sign up for it as a professional footballer <laughs> it's probably your best bet at getting out of it
0: I'll bear that Um, in mind. I'll bear that in mind. And um, on that note, let's uh, head off to your quiz this week. It's it's on a knife edge. It's 1-1. I won the Arsenal 1. You won Aston Villa. And now we've got the Brentford quiz, although there's very little Brentford in the Brentford quiz. So Brentford went up last year, 2021, as the championship playoff winners. Mm -hmm. Now, between 2010 and 2020, 10 different clubs... Got promoted via the championship playoffs. Okay, so it's eleven seasons, one team went up twice. Who right. are those ten clubs? Now I think this is a pretty tough one, but of course you can just keep spamming kind of like yo yo teams. Uh, you yeah, know, so you know I've, I've that's gone that's for par one. I've gone for par as six for this one. Ooh. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, but your time, Simon Day, starts now. West Brom. Uh, no.
1: Oh, well, I've ruined it. Uh, Derby, no. <laughs> Whole city, yes. Oh, thank God. That for... Sheffield United, no. Oh my God, this is getting terrible. Birmingham City, no. West Ham, yes. Oh my God, this. um Wigan, no. Oh, hang on, I can't think it's in the print. You put me in the. How did Burnley go? Did Burnley go up that way? No. Brighton, no. No. Nope. This is ridiculous, isn't it? Um, oh, this is just so embarrassing now. Um, who, who's got Bournemouth? Nope. Portsmouth? No, that's a rubbish guess, isn't nope. it? Uh, oh, man, this is like... The, oh, people, no one's going to listen to this again. Oh, this is nothing <laughs> about football. Uh, Wolves? No. <laughs>
0: Middlesbrough?
1: No. Oh, I forgot, I forgot some obvious ones. Leicester, how did they go up?
0: Leicester, No. And that is your time well, that's up as perfect, well. Isn't it? That was two. Tell um, yeah, I'm surprised. I feel, okay, what from, time 20, I? from 2010, um, we got Blackpool, Swansea, West uh, Ham. 2012, you got yeah, Crystal yeah. Palace, uh, oh, QPR, good. Norwich, Hull City. You got who beat Wednesday in that final? Huddersfield Town. Fulham went up twice. Oh,
1: Fulham, I should have got. Yeah, and yeah. Aston Villa. Oh, I forgot. Oh, that's that. Honestly, that's perfect. <laughs>
0: That's, oh, well. Oh, well. That, no, that's
1: like... Was that four over part That's like... Four, sort
0: of, yeah, that's, that's a, completely damaged your, your goal difference, that one. But uh, Well, I think in, we go. if you're
1: talking par, that's like a couple of lost balls into the lake, isn't it? And sort of, <laughs> I'll probably be picking up my ball and going on to the next hole at that point. Uh, yeah, that's perfect.
0: I'm going to let you save face now by um, giving us your Thomas Frank fact from number two. Uh, Thomas Frank quit his previous club, Bromby, in Denmark, where he's from,
1: after discovering that his chairman was using an alias to go online onto a fan's forum to slag him off
0: <laughs> that that's a wonderful fact
1: yes, basically yeah he was bomby were fifth, they were struggling a bit they were, they were ten points off the lead, and he was he was having a bit of a tough time with his chairman, but then it sort of some newspaper sort of scooped this story. Um, because for whatever reason, the, the chairman was using his son's account to go online, using a pseudonym, um, and just posting abuse of him on there. So how did he? How did they find this out? How did they, I, I have no idea. I, I assume it was top investigative journalism
0: by the the Danish version of the Sun. Because that reminds me um, of the Republican politician. Do you know that one on Twitter? Like no? this white, this white six year old politician. Who there was a, a thread going on underneath one of his tweets, and he obviously forgot to change to his burner account because he then just jumped in with, uh, "I'm a gay black man, and Obama has done nothing for me," and it was still like the same guy with with the blue tick as well. You know, he's been oh, verified God. like this Republican <laughs> senator. <something.
1: laughs> oh. I mean, um, there was like after this happened, Frank did the um the, the the obligatory interview that was like, if you want to state the obvious on this one. He said, yeah, clearly at this point, it's like our relationship was breaking down. <laughs> I was like, well, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> but it's not wow. going great, is it, if he's going online using a pseudonym and trolling you, basically.
0: This is um, an amazing fact, but I feel it gives me more questions than answers. I really want to know how it was found out. I, I kind of want to know what things he was saying um, as well. Do we, do we have any details on that? We
1: it, I found this very hard to find much information on, apart from sort of a couple of hundred word... Um, a couple of hundred word news articles. There's nothing in depth about it. I don't think it was anything particularly juicy. It sort well, of it led me to think: Is this sort of a widespread thing? Do you think?
0: Well, ironically, Brentford, um, I think, are you well unique, or um, but anyway, they they recently introduced a policy where they actually go around looking at other clubs, their fans forums, scouting for players. Because they do, the, the theory being that, well, you know, the club's fans are going to know better than anybody else. So, yeah, Brentford Scouts literally go around scouting through other clubs' forums. So uh, maybe Thomas Frank introduced that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe when he was being absolutely slated from his chairman's son's account, he just thought, wait a second.
1: Wait a second. This
0: yeah. is a little bit uh, humiliating, but I've got an idea here.
1: Yeah, so now if some if I, next time I'm on a Gillingham fan forum and I spot someone called, like, F- Thomas Trank <laughs> joining, I'll, I'll, I'll be wary about uh, sort of saying how good our players are. Are, you, are, you, a,
0: are you a fan forum user? Uh, no, I used to use the BBC, was it 606, back, back when forums oh, yeah. were a big thing in the early noughties and also back when I had an office job. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I think I feel like
1: social media blown you me out of the water, really, hasn't it? A lot of right, fan yeah. Going, well, why would I sign up to Doolygam fans online
0: or whatever when I could just I
1: could just take to Twitter or Facebook <laughs> and air my grievances?
0: Right. Um, I mean, I I signed up to Al's talk a few months ago because oh, there, there was a. I was, there was a post about me um, from, from TikTok, and my slagging off of Sheffield United. So I joined up just for that, but I haven't actually looked on it since. Uh, yeah, you think Owl's Talk is funny. Um, I think the funniest name uh, involving the owl, do you know the Sheffield Wednesday hooligan group's name? No, the OCS or the Owls Crime Squad, which I oh, <laughs> that sounds like that, that sounds like they're on the side of the law, doesn't it? I know that's what I know that's what makes it so funny for me. I, I know it's such a bad name, but there we go, there we go. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds Squad. like they're
1: sort of some kind of vigilante group, <laughs> <laughs> or or it remind Ocean Scene, OCS. Oh yeah, and well, the,
0: you've got that security group. It's called OCS. You will yes. see the OCS sign all over the place. It always gets a little giggle. Yeah. Out of me being a small child, but there we go. Yeah,
1: so if there's any Sheffield Wednesday hooligans listening to this, I feel like you need to rethink your marketing. <laughs> I feel like not. It's not the message you want to be getting across, is it?
0: Indeed, indeed. But and also, bizarrely- I, oh, I've
1: never heard. I've never heard of them, so they're clearly not high up in the
0: no the world. No, I think I think the BBC, the Blades Business Crew. Um, certainly, for for a long time, they were they were the top boys in Sheffield. Apparently, yeah, i I read, read on my internet forums. I've heard of them. <laughs> so, from bizarrely named um, hooligan groups to a bizarre fan. Now, I'll be you know we've had some good bizarre fans. I mean, Osama bin Laden. Then there was what was it, Prince William and David Cameron getting the joint yeah. award. I'll Brentford be honest be with, difficult. with yeah. Brentford. There was more emphasis on the word fan than bizarre. Um, you know, because there were some rumours that Cameron Diaz was rumoured, but, you know, uh, as we said off air, you know, it's very tenuous. I mean, she knew someone who might support for it. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's nonsense. But I did find one... Uh, I don't know about bizarre. There's one celebrity who's a diehard, passionate Brentford fan, and God. that man is Dean Gaffney.
1: Oh, yeah. That's, see, that that for me beats Osama Bin Laden. <laughs>
0: In, in what metric does Dean Gaffney think it some like, I really want to hear this go on, go, spit it just, out
1: it amuses me more it amuses me more I, I know um, a friend of mine um, is a sort of a i don't know if he does a bit of acting and he once spent an evening in the pub with Dean Gaffney and he, and he said Dean Gaffney was a lovely chap but oh. but Dean Gaffney had the issue where um he got he got signed up for EastEnders when he was really young. And he was part of a family, the Jacksons. Um, And he got a really fat, like, 10-year contract or something. Right. But because he was really young, as as sort of same with all child actors, you don't actually know how good they're going to be as actors, do you? At that age. true. This is true. So so after a few years of sort of being involved in plots and whatever, Gaffney got kind of pushed to the sidelines a bit. So the last few years, but he, he was still under contract. So, the last few years of Gaffney being on EastEnders was just him and his dog Wellard in sort of, and he, he was like the, the bin man or something.
0: Right, I remember he, that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't really integral to the plot. He, he was just sort of, he, he'd pop up in the cafe or whatever, or wandering <laughs> around the street, but he was under contract. Wow. Um,
0: Some good insider a, Dean Gaffney knowledge, that is. Well,
1: yeah, and also, let's face it, uh, what else have you seen Gaffney in?
0: Apparently he was in the bill. I had a quick, a quick Wikipedia of Daphne. Uh, Daphne, Daphne. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Uh, Daphne. On, <laughs> uh, on the subject, good you old know, spoonerisms. Yeah. On the subject of um, kind of NAF ninety celebrities, I know. I know we've spoken about this off air, but I feel like I need to recount the worst story anyone's ever told. Where um, um, a secretary I knew back in my KPMG days. I remember her really excitedly coming into the office one morning to tell me um, my boyfriend's brother went out to this club in Romford last night, and apparently Dane Bowers' brother was there. Which, I, yeah, that, twenty years on, I, I probably still think about that story once a week just because. It, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> got to be the worst story anyone's ever told. Um, but... For many, they're, they're, they're... <laughs>
1: It prompts a lot of questions, doesn't it? No, none of which lead to interesting outcomes.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, it wasn't her, it wasn't even her boyfriend, it was her boyfriend's brother. It wasn't even Dane Bowers, it was Dane Bowers. Ba- and also the fact that it was just a reported sighting. I mean <laughs> that that for me is that apparently <laughs>
1: It wouldn't it wouldn't even get in that what was that magazine? That weekly sort of um, celebrity magazine where there'd be a page of like celebrity spotting. Um, It'd be uh, oh, Heat magazine. Oh, right. It. Heat magazine. It'd be like, oh, yeah, I've just seen um, Barry Chuckle coming out of WH Smith's <laughs> in Rotherham. Um, do I win £5? Uh, yeah, I feel like Dane Bell's brother wouldn't even qualify for that, would he?
0: No, no. And there's another magazine article. The one time I ever bought Woman's Own, I remember getting – actually, almost at Brentford uh, – getting, getting on the central line towards Ealing Broadway and overlooking um, a, a lady's shoulder, and she was she was reading an article titled – my affair with Barry Chuckle almost cost my marriage, and I mean, how do you not buy that magazine after reading yeah. that title? So, so
1: yeah, I, I know. I, I think we've discussed this before, and I did. I, I either either I subsequently have bought the magazine or seen it via somebody else. But the um, the best bit about that story was that the um, the dad who was clearly upset about this said, um, "I wouldn't let my I wouldn't let my child watch Vision anymore." He was upset and confused. Wow.
0: Which, yeah, it's the, the kids, uh, the innocent ones, aren't they? The, the, anyway.
1: <laughs> they're they're <laughs> the ones missing out, really. Uh, so, Dean Gaff, you know, before you said Dean Gaffney, you know who I thought you were going to say?
0: Go on. Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil Collins, I don't think that's... that. Again, I, I, I do my research for the Bizarre fan. I don't think he's really a Brentford fan. I think No, I don't. I, I
1: think he dabbled when he was a kid and then he moved. And now he, he probably doesn't even really like football, does he?
0: Right, I know. I know he was um, he was helping out Jimmy Greaves when Jimmy Greaves was uh, when he was a dementia he had when he first uh, was diagnosed. He was helping out Jimmy Greaves. And he's talking about being a Spurs fan. How Jimmy Greaves was his boyhood idol and all this. Uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah. I, I don't think Jimmy. I don't think uh, what's his face counts. Phil Collins. But, uh... but
1: Gaffney's like he's he's red and white through and through.
0: He, yeah, he, apparently so. <laughs> he apparently so. It, Him they? and Wellard. Wellard, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so mr day that's enough about dean gaffney and Dane bowers brother apparently going to a nightclub yeah. in romford can you give us fact number three please
1: fact number three is that the 2006 nelson mandela challenge between south africa and egypt took place at griffin park
0: okay sorry the 2006 nelson mandela challenge between south africa and egypt what what sport is this This is football. This is is football. football. Okay.
1: The Nelson Mandela Mandela Challenge is an annual match between South Africa and another team um, to raise money for one of of Nelson's charities. And it's been taking place since the mid-90s. And it's always taken place in South Africa, except for 2006, (laughs) when it took place at Griffin Park, Brentford. In what? front of two and a half thousand fans,
0: <laughs> do now, we,
1: do we know the reason for this? Well, the only reason I could find was it was during a period where they were playing a lot there was quite a lot of minor international friendlies being played in Europe to cut down on travel costs and travel time so around the same time, Jamaica played a couple of friendlies at Loftus road um but yeah, and for some right. reason, South Africa and Egypt played the Nelson Mandela Challenge at Griffin Park. Um, it, yeah, it's it's a bizarre thing. Egypt won one nil goal after four minutes. Um, <laughs> apparently, the vast majority of the crowd were behind Egypt. I don't I don't know if Brentford has got a big sort of
0: I mean, if only population two and a half thousand people there. I mean, c- c- does vast majority even mean anything? I mean, well, yeah,
1: but I sort of think if I was local
0: and I knew South Africa playing Egypt, I'd be, I'd head
1: down there.
0: I think you, not many people share your view there.
1: Well, no, clearly, well, clearly they don't. People <laughs> like kid, 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 I mean, is my local club. If I discovered that um, I don't know Paraguay were playing Saudi Arabia there tomorrow, night, I'd, be, I'd be straight <laughs> off down there.
0: That's a bizarre picture of Saudi Arabia versus. Paraguay at uh, Kidderminster Harriers. Um, I could <laughs> yes. honestly say that if they were playing in my back garden, I'd probably watch Netflix.
1: Uh, no, I love it. I, I went to the 2006 World Cup. I went to Paraguay versus Trinidad and Tobago. Nice. No, yes. uh, Is that
0: the World Cup? You know, like for yes, me, it's more about being at the well, World Cup. Yeah, I'll be, honest. Then...
1: yeah. Uh, well, no, I'll be honest. We sort of It was one of those where we got the tickets like two years in advance. Didn't know what we were going to get. We are sort of excitedly watching the draw thinking... Oh, Brazil, Italy. maybe <laughs> you even an England game? No, no. We got like we got a Togo game,
0: at, and Paraguay versus Trinidad and Tobago. And whilst those aren't the greatest games in World Cup history, I mean they weren't. They weren't. It's, oh, it's still the World Cup, right? But I mean, would I watch Paraguay Saudi Arabia the local team? Yeah, not not for me. I'm afraid. No disrespect to all the uh, Paraguayans and Saudi Arabians listening to this podcast. Okay, and uh, uh, the um, the Nelson Mandela Challenge, which I I kind of think the word
1: challenge devalues a competition immediately, doesn't it?
0: Right. Yes.
1: It's almost like the word shield. I think I think that devalues a competition immediately. It does. Probably not as
0: much as the words Papa John's.
1: But... <laughs> well, no, that's true. <laughs> What's the pattern? that's trophy, isn't it?
0: Papa John's trophy, I believe so. Yes, and I know T- well one would... Wednesday yeah, one would two out killer. of two, and um, I, I would go to Wembley for that. I'd be, you know, I think it would. I think for me, it's a very pointless competition unless you get to Wembley and then you just get a cool day out. That's the way. Oh I
1: see yeah, it. I, I, I'm up for any Wembley bandwagon, to be honest. <laughs> but we we lost. it switch, switch this way, putting put our hopes of progress in jeopardy. Um, but it was like. I don't know. The crowd was about a thousand. But there's still people on social media afterwards, like slagging off the referee saying we should have had a penalty and whatever. <laughs> and I just think, does it matter? <laughs> really?
0: Right. Yeah. Really? You know you what? I saw know. The maybe, Wednesday... maybe we should have had a
1: penalty. Who
0: cares? I saw the Wednesday winning goal after 93 minutes. And, you know, you looked at the crowd behind the goal. At first, I thought it was the, ho- the, the Mansfield fans with just a few Wednesday fans in there. But no, it was the away end. It's just. People literally didn't care that much. You know, a ninety-third minute winner. A few people put their arms in the air. Like, no, no, even the people at the game didn't really care. Yeah, oh, <laughs>
1: gosh, there we go. Uh, to be honest, like, many a time at a Jules
0: game, we've scored and I've not even been bothered to stand up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty bad. I'll be honest, as I'm I'm disappointed in you for that.
1: Well, no, there's just some games. I'm like consolation goals. I can't I can't get up for consolation goals. Okay.
0: I, I don't yeah, understand no, these enough. people. I, I, I don't like understand that.
1: the people who cheer them. It's like cheering <laughs> in pre-season friendly. It doesn't matter, does it? Yeah,
0: I think for a consolation goal, I'm more of a just like you know you, you kind of like slowly get your feet hey! and just like a slow clap and just it's not even a cheer, you know. It's just uh, eh, what that'll they, do. That you know what, what they don't they do, do in football. What they don't do in football, they do do in the
1: NFL, and it really annoys me in the NFL is when a team's getting thrashed and it's like the game's over and they're getting fresh, but they score a touchdown, the players will still celebrate as if it's really important. Right. They'll they'll still get their touchdown dance out or whatever (laughs) and go around like chest bumping each other, even though they're like 48-7 down.
0: But to be fair to the NFL players, aren't individual stats a huge thing for their careers? You know what I mean? Like My team might be losing 49-0, but if I get a uh, a 40-yard touchdown pass... Um, I look really cool, so I'm still pretty pleased with myself.
1: Yeah, but it's a team sport.
0: It is, it is, but, you know.
1: I, I, I just it's think, a I, franchise
0: I, I, system, really. How many of them are doing it for the I, love of the franchise? Yeah, there aren't, there
1: aren't many. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm Green Bay through for a man and boy. <laughs> but yeah, there, there's not much of that going on. But, yeah, it just annoys me.
0: Although I would say Green Bay are probably the only example where that's not true, or one of the only ones. because Isn't that a fan, the only fan-owned club? Yeah, and it's it's actually
1: compared to sort of what well, pretty much every other franchise, it's not that big a place, Green Bay. Right. It, right. It's yeah, it, it's a very sort of it's steeped in tradition, Green Bay. Mm.
0: Well, those are our three facts for Brentford <laughs> and Dean Gaffney. covered <laughs> that. Um so what do you think in terms of the most interesting club I mean Brentford they are Premier League new boys it was always it was always going to be a tough one wasn't it Um Arsenal are the lineal champions uh, Brentford do you think they're doing any damage to that lineal belt
1: I think Brentford are doing more damage in the real Premier League than they are in this Right no I think uh,
0: I agree probably more damage as well in the London War Cup but yeah in terms of the most interesting club sorry Arsenal have still got um, Herbert Chapman and Osama bin Laden in their ranks, so it's going to take a lot to uh, to knock them off the top. Although, top. although I will say the Thomas Frank fact might be my individually favourite fact so far. Agreed, I agree with you on that one. Um, what do you think, Brighton? Hove Albion next week? Any chance of a of a, a winning run from Brighton? Hove Albion? I, I suspect Brighton are the sort of club that do
1: have quite a lot of interesting nuggets you could right churn out on
0: them. And I reckon they've got some good celebrity fans as well, Brian. I'll be honest, I'm a lot more excited about the week after and Burnley, because Burnley, that's a club steeped in tradition, which suggests to me there are some absolute beauties from back in the day, back when Burnley, footballers yeah. were real footballers. Yeah, they had a game where like 7 players <laughs> were
1: sent off from each team.
0: For smoking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it still finished nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was
1: go. Okay. like that. Well, like, Mr. Day... Excellent-
0: It has been an absolute pleasure. And everybody else, I hope you join us for next week and Brighton Hove Albion. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Goodbye.